Hey, what it do, sports fans? Welcome to the Sports Live podcast brought to you by Multimedia Live. I'm Sboom Jigeli, so your host, and I will be joined by various guests on this exciting new podcast to discuss the latest ins and outs of the sporting world. Sunday, 14th July, will go down as the greatest sporting day ever in my book. And what a day it was. Some of the sting and the goosebumps would have worn off by the time you hear this. But trust me, I still have chills thinking about the greatness that was the Wimbledon final, the Cricket World Cup final, the Africa Cup of Nations semi-finals, the Tour de France, the Netball World Cup, the John Deere Classic, and the British Grand Prix. Ah, there's so much to take in. I'll do a quick roundup for you of the major action. But for detailed reports, opinion, and analysis, I'll hand you over to Times Live, Sowetan Live, and BD Live. First things first, cricket came home. England won their first Cricket World Cup when they beat New Zealand on the most marginal of technicalities after the two teams were tied at the end of the match and at the end of the Super Over. A quick explanation, New Zealand batted first and made 241 for eight in their 50 overs. England came in and made 251 all out in reply. In the Super Over, England batted first and made 15 runs and New Zealand replied with their 15 runs, meaning the match was tied on all counts. Enter paragraph 13 of the ICC laws, which says, in the event of a tie after a Super Over in a one-day international match, the team that scores the most boundaries will be declared the winner. In the final, New Zealand made 14 fours as well as, thir- as, well as three sixes, while England made 24 fours and two sixes. England were therefore declared world champions. It was dubbed the greatest finish to any cricket match ever and could rank high in the overall sporting category too. But we will chat more about that with our special guest for this episode, whom I will reveal to you shortly. As if that wasn't enough, at the same time the madness at St. John's Wood was unfolding, Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic were caught in a Wimbledon Classic in southwest London. Novak Djokovic claimed his fifth Wimbledon title, denying Roger his ninth, when he won a fifth set tiebreak in the longest Wimbledon final ever. It was the Serbian 16th Grand Slam title. I, I will have to just put Novak Djokovic top of the list of my arch nemesis because he just beat Roger, Roger Federer. Rafael Nadal used to take the spot. No, Novak, unfortunately, seems like you are now the number one enemy of Roger Federer until another enemy has been defined. Now, on the same day, our Spa Proteus defeated the second best team in the globe, Jamaica, 55-52 at the Netball World Cup. And by the time this comes out, they would have faced Scotland and will be gearing up to face Uganda, but they should have no problems making it into the playoffs. Not to be outdone by the Sunday madness, South African Daryl Impey won stage 9 of the Tour de France on the anniversary of Bastille Day, riding for Team Mitchelton Scott. If by now you've not died of exhaustion, uh, you would have caught the AFCON semi-finals that provided two thrillers. Senegal beating Tunisia 1-0 in extra time in a match where either side had a penalty saved in regulation time. Madness. And Algeria beating Nigeria 2-1 thanks to an Ikong own goal and a Riyad Mahrez 95th minute late finish. 
Senegal and Algeria will meet in the final on Friday. And that is not even the end of what happened this past sporting weekend. South African Dylan Fratelli stunned the field to win the John Deere Classic in Illinois by two shots, which also booked him a place at this week's British Open, which will be held in Northern Ireland. I'm not done yet. Same Sunday, Lewis Hamilton had to cap off the madness by ignoring his Mercedes team's instructions to make a pit stop as he charged for the finish at the British Grand Prix. As it turned out, his instincts were right because he won the race over teammate Valtteri Bottas to claim his sixth, yes, sixth British Grand Prix, the most of any Formula One driver in history. Ferrari's Sebastian Vettel and Red Bull's Max Verstappen crashed into each other during the race with the former taking responsibility for that accident. Whew, what a day of sport. What a Sunday. What a weekend of sport. I am thoroughly, thoroughly exhausted. And it won't end there. Now, do you believe me when I say that Sunday, July 14th was the greatest day in sporting history? I'm sure you do by now. Uh, but as, lo- as much as I would like to bask in the glory of what a wonderful day it was, we have to move on to this coming weekend. And that's the upcoming international rugby season. Tune in to Cargumentative every Monday morning on Times Live Motoring. You can join myself, Thomas Faulkner, and my regular gang of automotive misfits as we discuss motoring news, views, and of course, have a cargument or two. That's Cargumentative only on Times Live Motoring. To advertise on the Sports Live podcast, email us at smiths at tsoblackstar.co.za. Now, I can't wait till I say this is the Sports Live podcast brought to you by, this is your name, your entity, your brand, right after the Sports Live podcast. That's smiths at tsoblackstar.co.za. Smiths, S-M-I-T-H-S at T-I-S-O-B-L-A-C-K-S-T-A-R.co. The Springboks are in town. They face the Wallabies at Ellis Park in their opening rugby championship game. At the other end of the South Atlantic Ocean, Argentina will host New Zealand's All Blacks. It is a shortened tournament, so there will only be one round of matches this time around. The travel and the shortened program has forced Springbok coach Rossi Erasmus to pick two squads, one that will play at home and the other that will travel to face the All Blacks in Wellington as well as the Pumas in Salta. But he has insisted that the split of squads hasn't created an A or a B side. But this is what he said in his own words. Yeah, um, um, look, um, we see it as building up to the World Cup, but we're also realistic enough to, to know that um, uh, seeing it as part of the World Cup and having hiccups that supporters and players and the opposition, if there's hiccups there, will see it as, 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 as a little bit of a failure building up to a World Cup. So even though we want to try and rectify things and build it up slowly to, to make sure that we pick at the right stages in the World Cup, you can't... You can't um, 
think you're going to lose a match here, build it up and say, yeah, we're working towards the World Cup or judges in the World Cup. You, 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 have, to, you have to do well in the rugby championships you, you, um, while you're seeing it building up into a World Cup. So it is a continuous thing, uh, but you also have to, in a way, isolate it and do well in the, in the, in the rugby championships. While saying that, um, uh, um, oh, we want to win the rugby championship, building into the World Cup, but again, you can't isolate the two as well. I hope that makes sense, if you understand what I'm saying. Obviously, the ideal is to win the rugby championship, build confidence, go into the World Cup. That's prize number one, with confidence. Winning it for the first time in 10 years, that's prize number one. Uh, but with that, there's some logistical uh, challenges. We only play one game at home of the official rugby championships and then two games on the road. One which is New Zealand in Wellington, which is a challenge. So if you just purely think of the logistics around that, playing Australia here, getting on a plane on a Tuesday and a Monday and arriving there on a Tuesday, you don't have a realistic chance of beating New Zealand in New Zealand. So whilst doing that, uh, you'll see when we, when the squad gets announced for, for, for Australia, it, it, it isn't an A and a B side. You'll see it clearly, I give you my word, it isn't an A and a B side. It's two competitive sides because we don't want to try and win both games. So um, uh, if it was a case that we, we, we maybe played New Zealand the first away and then from there went straight to Argentina, after the draw was a little bit different and we had two, two home games, we could have maybe picked the best possible informed side, but the draw worked out. We have one home game and two away games and it's a bit of a travel nightmare. So uh, with that hand that we got dealt, we have to now split our resources a little bit uh, but with the negative of that which isn't really a negative it also gives us chance to take some fringe players uh, have a bigger squad that we work with so yes by all means we want to win the win the world win the, world, win the rugby championships uh, which we're going to be a little bit of a challenge uh, give, give us uh, um, um, uh, you know a nice springboard to go into that, uh, that Japanese test match uh, and give us if it goes well in the rugby championships the last Argentina test match to test a few guys maybe you didn't make the rugby championship squad now and give, give a few guys some rest time in the last Argentina test match if we have to and then you know um, pick up best side against Japan so uh, depending on how it goes you know if you lose a little bit, lose a little bit of momentum somewhere in the rugby championships, the plans will have to change because you have to pick up momentum then somewhere again. Right now, let's get into our special guest. His name is Ayavuya Mioli, and he is a Highfield Lions fast bowler who hails from Epi Shore, which is where I'm originally from myself. He played for the Dolphins before moving up north from Durban to play for the Lions as well as Gauteng in domestic competitions. Welcome, buddy. Thanks for joining me on the Sports Life podcast. Yeah, thanks a lot, sir. Yeah, um, tell me. Cricket's been a lot of cricket. Cricket World Cup. Uh, what have you made of a that finish to the to the World Cup? Uh, you know, going to a super over, the super over being tied and England winning purely because they had the most boundaries. Yeah, I think yeah. But me, uh, when the World Cup started, I backed England to win the World Cup. So yeah, I think my okay. team won. Yeah. So yeah, could be prior to that they had a good preparation and also the games that they played they've been winning so yeah, it's yeah, a very yeah. young team and so yeah also but the final was very interesting with, yeah. the, with that four that six rounds that happened with the bat hitting Bruh. with that round yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah I think the goals were on England's side so yeah it was 
it is it is interesting and a little bit soft from the from the Kiwi side. <laughs> Some people are saying that South Africa has been eclipsed. We've had such a bad tournament that we don't even hold the record of having the best <laughs> one-day international match anymore. Some say that was the greatest ODI mm. game, beating the 1999 Edge-Bastin-Australia uh, uh, game. Mm. Um, what do you think? Yeah, it's one, it's one of those, eh? Like the one South Africa played Australia, Alan Donald and Lance Klusner. Exactly. It's exactly the same. And it went <laughs> to a power... Uh, Super over, yeah. and then and it was still the super over. They couldn't, yeah. it was still a tie. Then England won through boundary counts or something That's like that. That's crazy, bro. So what do you think a, of that rule, by the way? The, the 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 boundary count rule. Do you think how okay how how can England England were bowled out, mm. but somehow they win a chase? Mm. Do you think that rule should be changed? That ICC law. <laughs> a lot of rules with the ICC and MCC <laughs> and all those kind of things. But yeah, it's cricket. You always have to abide by the rules yeah. that they put in. So yeah. What in in the tournament as a whole? Uh, Kane Williamson got player of the tournament. Uh, I think he got 570 odd runs. Uh, he was one of the top scorers. I think Roy Sharma was the eventual top scorer. Who do you think between those two guys should have probably gone gotten player of the tournament at the World Cup? I think Kane Williamson, eh, because he got to the final. Okay. Yeah, I think I should have should it was a good. Yeah, 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 so yeah. to give him a play of the tournament. Yeah. And he did very well for the for the Kiwis. Where were you watching the final? I was at my place. Watching yeah. my place. Yeah. Just chilling. Just chilling. You didn't go to chilling. a pub or anything nah, like nah, that? Nah, nah. <laughs> By the way, as we're recording this, I is about to go to training this morning. So he's managed to pop in and, and say how's it, which is great for us. Um, now tell me, um, how's it been going? Uh, the last time we chatted, you, you were hobbling a bit. Um, and you were playing uh, a three-day cricket for for Gauteng. How are you feeling physically? Are you looking forward to to the to the upcoming season? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to the upcoming season. We've been doing a lot of off-season training. Yeah, I think we are now second term of off-season training. Okay, training it's been going well, and we've just added some skills and all those things now. So I'm looking forward to the upcoming season and there's lots of goals to be achieved. Yeah, physically, physically. Physically, I'm um, proper, I'm proper. <laughs> <laughs> proper. Yeah, yeah. Um, how's how's Enoch? Um, Coach Enoch, I know he had a sensational uh, year, uh, you know, winning um, Zanzi Super League, winning the domestic T20, and I think was it the momentum as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So momentum. Yeah, so he won the won all the all, yeah. all the white ball. But he won the four day. Oh, he won the four day and the T Twenty, the T Twenty, mm. and the and and the Super League. League. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, who won the momentum one day? Uh, I'm sure Warriors. Was it Warriors? Was it Warriors? Titans between Warriors and Titans. Always between Warriors and Titans. But okay. Um, and uh, what's what's he like? What's Enoch's coaching style like? Uh, Enoch is is a, is a very professional coach. Yeah. To say like when he came, I think it was. He came to the Lions. I think there were a lot of young guys and stuff like that. So I think he was very professional in terms of 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 of, of discipline wise and all those kind of things. I think that's when, in terms of, I remember there was a stage where yeah, there were there were some like yo-yo tests, like your fitness tests and everything. So like he implemented small things into the into the, into the, into the team. Like if most guys when they run the you toss they, they don't stop and by the they stop before the line and stuff like that. Yeah. And then he made guys like 
past the line. Those small little things small and adjustments, adjustments yeah. that you got, you get used to and some and all those things. And yeah. guys were like off season, like no, this is wrong. Why we used to run eighteen, <laughs> now we're running fifteen. Yeah, those small things. Yeah. So it was just like twitching and fixing those small things. And then I think that's what made him. What, with the way I look at it, that's what yeah. made the Lions win those two tournaments two domestic because you had to focus yeah. on those small issues and those small, small disciplines details. Yeah, details. It, now Enoch is one of those who uh, honed his coaching overseas mm. so he's not really I don't think he had a domestic gig I think he was an assistant coach prior to getting uh, the job overseas so does he have any sort of strange methods where you think you don't really seen this anywhere yeah I think he's he is. Is I'd say he went. He went to St. Stephen's, so he's very. He went to St. Stephen's <laughs> school. <laughs> so yeah, and then he, he, I'd say he he played for the Lions also a yeah, bit. Yeah, he played yeah, for he the Lions and, mm. and 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 he also coached the strikers. Mm, mm. And yeah, he's been around. He's been around South Africa. Then he moved to Netherlands. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So he, he coached there for a bit. Yeah, I think that was. I think it was a season or two seasons or something yeah. like that. But yeah, it's very professional coach and everything that he does. Is, yeah. So yeah, the professional setup. I'd say it was more of a very professional setup. What's and and what's difference be, uh, between um, what's different rather between him and Brad Jeff? But uh, Brad Jeff strikes me. I don't know as the more laid back. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed Jeff a lot also. Yeah, because Jeff is more of a. I think Jeff like when he started to win all those. Remember when they won all those tournaments? They won four, I think. Four. four. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was more of a, a laid back coach. Yeah, because that time you had the Totobes, your Tolekiles, all the uh, Avira Petersons and stuff like that. Very, I think yeah, that the, the, the Stephen Cook, I think that mm. the, the team mm. suited his coaching style. Right, right. Yeah, right. and then and then and then. When then there was a lot of, of, of change in the line setup where there were kids and stuff, not kids like guys but, that are but, still. But Vian Mulder, you'd say, when he uh, came in, he, he was, was a kid. kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think where you needed someone who was gonna be there, I think it was not part of Jeff's coaching style. Oh, say, to, be like hard to, on, be to be like hard, hard on, on the players and stuff VM like that. It's more of a chilled coach that talks to you and believes yeah. in you and all that stuff. Yeah. I think, yeah, Enoch just came with. I think the setup suited him, yeah. for him to do what he's done this past season. Would you like to see Brad Jeff getting high honors? By high honors, I mean like somewhere yeah, in the Protea It deserves to be in the Protea setup, I would say. He's, yeah. he's done a lot for himself and he's, 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 he's one of the best coaches in the country, I would say. Yeah. And yeah, it's just... It's just unfortunate for him what happened with the Proteas also when was in the running for the Proteas coach and yeah, then the yeah. Lions now, yeah. But that's cricket. Yeah, know you know, I hope I hope it's not sort of like, you know, when the timing is bad, it's not too late because he, mm. he, he kind of took a back seat when Enoch came and he became high performance manager and I'm also told now that he might be joining one of the one of the unions um Northerns, Northerns yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Northerns, um, I got a huge tip off that Northerns um, want him and is very close to signing there. So, but you, you, you never know what happens mm -hmm. um, in this in this game in the sport. But yeah, and 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 just more towards the domestic um, uh, competitions. There's been like sort of, uh, and I'm not gonna press you on the on the on the big on the big changes, but. 
the feeling in the country is that you know with the proteas not doing well um at the world cup you know and the and the women didn't do great as well at the last t20 world cup which they were, they were expect the women were expected to to do a whole lot better at the t20 world cup unfortunately they couldn't pull the results across the under 19s were clapped by pakistan at home in maritzburg and then the SA emerging squad, which had proteas in it, um, in 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 the shape of um, Snetemba Kashile, they they lost to a Sri Lanka emerging side, as well as USA University Sports South Africa. It's not looking good, mate. Guys, what are you? What can we do to 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 put a positive spin on cricket? Excuse the band. That's a, that's a big <laughs> issue, yeah, but yeah, I think. Like South Africa has gone through a lot of changes in terms of cricket, in terms yeah. of all the systems, like the transformation thing, yeah, and stuff like that. I think we still cr- cricket. I think they're still still stuck. They're not accepting any changes and stuff like that. I think okay. that's how I feel. Yeah. I think the moment we start accepting all the changes that are happening and mm. work with them and stuff like that, yeah. and then have people fighting against it and all those people speaking against it, I think yeah. that's that's the cause of of. I feel like that's the cause of the whole issue that's been happening yeah yeah so like in terms of the pro tiers the pro tiers like when you look at the team that's a proper team you look at it uh, on paper but yeah. i think i don't know what happened there at the world cup but you could see there's something in the in the changing room that's that there's the vibe is not is not well yeah yeah. yeah so i think it's that also you look at 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 the sr19 sr19 they l- a lot of people are talking things and through transformation but this is wrong and some other people are supporting it i think we're not going towards the same direction we're not aligned we're not in aligned our global, yeah, we're not yeah, yeah. going through the same direction yeah and you look at the rugby rugby they were going through some stages like that yeah then they 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 got things involved like we look at like see a captain they beat new zealand and all yeah. this kind of thing because everything so now they everyone just is feeling yeah good, everyone yeah. is feeling good. They put everything together and everyone worked to the same direction. They introduced yeah. those opaka, those kind of of shows, that kind of show. Which they, is nice, they talk yeah. and support mm, and mm, talk mm. about the history and all mm, the stuff of, mm. of black rugby. I think in cricket, I think it's a, it's, a play, it's where we're lacking. I mm. feel that we don't have those kind of yeah shows. Yeah, I yeah. think we should. You think you should start something like that, <laughs> dude? I can't start and another park, a cricket park. Yeah, well, a cricket park. I think that's what you need, and then just talk yeah. about the history of black cricketers and understand also yeah, for the yeah. upcoming black cricketers to also yeah. see and understand what 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 like cricket has been played for a very long time. Right. You, you're from Epicho. Like, Cape. when you think of the guys, even Adele, Adele mm-hmm. College, you know, Epicho um, is, is, I think for me, is one of the greatest cricketing hubs mm-hmm. that that you'll ever have. It, Epicho and Langa in, in Cape, Cape Town. Town. That's that's where the the black cricketers mm-hmm. are found. What was it like growing growing up there? I know, but I left. I left. I think I was about six, seven years mm-hmm. old when when I left the Bisho. But I know what it's like. But I want to hear from you because when Aukulelepa, you you grew up there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I grew up at Bisho. Grade one, nothing. Grade one and grade two. I went to Bisho Primar. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but I grew up while my brother's like seven years older than me. Yeah. So I always grew up. He always loved playing cricket through where he learned from his friends in the streets and yeah. all those kind of things. So I was always playing with him in yeah. the streets and always a picture, you know, there's always soccer, cricket, rugby yeah, players yeah. playing in the streets. 
and all those kind of things. So it's more, it was more of a sporting culture, the area, yeah. more of a sporting culture. Mm. And you had the likes of oh, Tumisa Makalima. That Tumisa Makalima, yeah. Uh, yeah. To yeah. Kumani Boy that stayed just up the road, who yeah. was playing rugby for, I think it was Storm of the Time and stuff like that. Yeah, he's played for the Storms, yeah. played for the Bulls, Bulls and Sharks and as well. Sharks. Yeah, yeah. Kumani Boy. He's now the coach of the Eastern Kuma, Province. That were running for South Africa and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, it was more of a sporting area. Say, it's a real yeah, sporting hub. Yeah. Think of the sports journalists as well. The sports me. journalist, Umakarina, myself. You can put me in that category. Simnigi Otabanis is also also from there. These are great. I don't want to, you know, blow my own horn here, but these guys have done well for themselves. Yeah, coming out of a show. Yeah, and who else? Who else did I just think of now from 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 Epish? But uh, the surrounding uh, rural areas in Pilton, uh, you could mm. include them. Lungelopai played for Western Province, mm. played for Border. Uh, he was from Pilton. Uh, Monde Zondeki yeah. played for Proteus. Uh, there's um, uh, who's this guy that 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 went to the Bulls? Andy Lejo. Andy Lejo. Yeah, they're also Pilton, from Pilton. Yeah. So and there's a new bike kid by the way called Shomla Pai. He's about awesome. 18 years old. Yeah, he's a lock as well. He's mm. built tall like his his uncle is is Nungelo. Mm. Uh, so I think he's about to join the um, pro ranks. I don't oh, know which team. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, from a great area, man. Mm. Um, uh, so before I I release you to go to training, uh, what what has it been like playing domestic cricket? You know, um, and what 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 do you still want to achieve in the game? Yeah, it's I've enjoyed it. Yeah. So I was up, I started playing uh, when I moved to the Dolphins. That's when yeah. I started playing. So yeah, with with Lance Klusner as well, coach. Yeah. Then Jeff called me down to Jobek. Yeah, yeah. And I played also this side. So it's been it's been good. It's been it's been some ups and downs, but yeah. I always like uh, I do what I love. So I always enjoy it. I enjoy yeah, the yeah. game and everything. Enjoy the training and just being a professional sportsman and trying to live like a professional sportsman. It's like it's part of my life, part yeah. of my lifestyle. So yeah, I've been enjoying it. And goals, I still have goals every off-season. The goals still stay the same. I still yeah. want to play for my country. I still want to do well for the Lions. I still yeah. do well for the Strikers, for Gauteng. Yeah. So, yeah, the plan is that. So, we're starting with the Africa Cup now. That's what's coming. Yeah. So, I want to be in that squad, and I want to do well for them. We want to win it. And we've had a good season last season. In terms of the Gauteng, we won the Africa Cup. We ended number two or three, three in the... In the one day you end number three also in the in the three day in the three day yeah and also the lions had a good season so it's like there's a lot of things happening in 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 yeah so also also last season i did well i did well with the ball for the for the for the strikers yeah and yeah i was it's unfortunate that i couldn't get into the in the, the lions team the lions but i was team, also yeah. in the in the one of the players that were Supposed to be in, but because they did well and guys were performing, it was hard. Like it was it hard, was to, hard yeah, break, to change break in. to break in. But yeah. yeah, but the coach kept communicating with me, telling me, "Okay, you're in the setup, in the system." And yeah, all things, that's so. good. I guess that's what you'd want, yeah. wouldn't you, as a player, just to know where you stand, right? Mm. Um, and and uh, just on the, on those players that did feature, um, I was very impressed by Nono Pongolo, Malusisiboto, um, those kind of guys. Do you think those guys are sort of underrated when it comes to like higher honors? Because I feel 
I feel this this is how I see sort of uh the white ball um landscape. Mm. The guys are no longer picking, you know, maybe names that, that, that let's go to the New Zealand team for instance. They they're picking according to who's going to make things very difficult for the opposition. Right? So maybe your your Lockie Ferguson and your Matt Henrys and 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 your and your Jimmy Nishams, they mm-hmm. they are not the best bowlers in the world. Like you you could look at the mm-hmm. at the bowling rankings rankings, they're nowhere. But they 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 can defend at two hundred and forty one. Of course, they've got uh, Bolt, right? Mm-hmm. Who is their express bowl? But we've got plenty of express bowlers. Mm-hmm. But what we don't have are those skillful. intricate, skillful guys. Like we've got Andile, right? Mm-hmm. But but most of the time, Andile is on his own. You got a you got a Chris Morris and a Dwayne Pretorius, but I wouldn't pull put them in that intricate category. Like there are guys that are so Jofra Archer, for mm-hmm. instance. They those guys they they uh, England they they didn't pick David Willey, and David Willey can bat, mm-hmm. and he, and he was very good for England in these past four years, like very good, and and it came down to Archer hadn't even played a single match for England before the World Cup. He's not even English. <laughs> he's West Indian, you know. Uh, he, well, he's he was born in England mm-hmm. of West Indian parents, right? And the West Indies didn't pick him at under nineteen, which was foolish of them. And he bowls the what you'd call the match winning over mm-hmm. in the in the in the super over. That's what we don't do as South Africans. Like we don't throw a curveball at the opposite. Like we are so mm-hmm. stale, bruh. Like you know what you're gonna get from South Africa. Nine out of ten times, it's hundred and forty k bowling, you know, express, and it's 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 food and drink. If mm. you're talking about hit, the hitters, the best hitters, your Roy Chalmers, your 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 Kane Williamsons, your Jason Roy, your Josh Butlers, your Stokes. So, what do you think of those guys? Some yeah. of which are your teammates. Sorry, I went yeah, on yeah. a little bit of a rant there for yeah, a it's, second. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. Also, I'm 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 looking forward to what the change that's going to happen in terms of maybe if they change the coaching and stuff. Yeah, for the yeah. Coaches. So I'm looking forward to seeing those changes. I think that mostly depends on the coach, what kind of style he wants. Because we look at Otis Gibson. Otis Gibson was a fast bowler, mm. so that's what he prefers. Prefers. Yeah, so yeah, I think, yeah. yeah that I think it all that depends on the coach. So yeah, we've got a lot of guys like your Sibotos, you've got your Nona Pongolos. Yeah. The guys that have the skill. Yeah. They're not the quickest guys. Yeah. But they'll be there and they'll be playing with the ball and they, they think they thinking bowlers to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have the guy that I've I don't know, Sanda Magala, I think he's had a it deserves it. <laughs> I think so. Bro. It deserves. A, I don't know, but yeah, guys like Susanna Magala, Susanna Magala is about to add. A, I feel like he's about to yeah. play it for Pro Team. He's been very already. good for the Warriors. Been consistent three, the last years. five years. Or yeah, six years. He's been doing very well for the for the for the Warriors, and he's been one of those senior guys and yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah. So I feel hard. It's hard for him, but yeah, I think he'll probably get a chance in the upcoming season. Okay. And Petrukwaya, Petrukwaya has shown it. Petrukwaya doesn't have pace, but he's the most common guy. Imagine having two, two of those, two of those guys just making team. it impossible mm. to get get it away. But South Africa, as you know, we 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 pride ourselves in our bowlers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, but it, I'm looking forward to what's gonna happen with yeah. the new coaching if it changes. Yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. So who's gonna be the coach and stuff like that? I think that will. 
determine where we stay, will be and stand in the next couple of years of cricket. Well, you're part of the fast bowling crop, so you're probably not going to knock it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let me release you to go to training. Fascinating conversation. Thanks for coming through, buddy. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And before we close, uh, I did give you a little bit of a heads up, which is probably unfair on the other guests that have come here. Uh, I need you to give me an upset and a playmaker of the week. Your upset of the week options are New Zealand beating India in the Cricket World Cup semi-finals. Spar Proteus beating Jamaica at the Netball World Cup. Jamaica are ranked second in the world and the Proteus are ranked fifth. Dylan Fritelli stealing the John Deere Classic from the largely American field and booking a spot at the British Open. And Simona Halep beating the Queen Serena Williams at Wimbledon to win her first Wimbledon title. Upset, upset. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Upset. Upset. I think like Serena has been struggling to, to win a Grand Slam and I think he's left with he needs to win one one one, one, to tie. one to tie and then yeah and then another so to I've be been the like yeah I think that's an, that's an upset for me because yeah. yeah she's getting a bit older and she always loses in the finals and stuff like that. it's the second one now in the Wimbledon yeah second Wimbledon. straight yeah I think well, it's the Wimbledon so yeah I think that that's an upset for me I would love it to yeah. to to get to the record and 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 and, and take it yeah. yeah oh unfortunate for for Serena but uh, um, I think she's got one more in her. Two's gonna be very hard, mm. but but that's just me. I've been called a hater on Twitter for that opinion. You never know. Serena Williams will. I think I think she'll win this U.S. Open. US I, Open. I can actually put mm. money on that. I think she'll win this U.S. Open, and then from there it's gonna be very very okay. difficult. All right, let's get to the playmaker. Oof, the list here threatened to be long, but uh, I've moved things around. England winning the Cricket World Cup, beating New Zealand in those bizarre circumstances that we've spoken about. Novak Djokovic winning Wimbledon, his fifth Wimbledon and 16th overall Grand Slam title. And Lewis Hamilton winning his sixth British Grand Prix. And finally, Daryl MP winning stage nine of the Tour de France. This is your playmaker. This is, this is the play of oh. the week. This is, yeah. I'll give it to England. Ah, the the cricket bias. The cricket yeah. bias winning the World Cup with Ben Stokes uh, showing us what yeah. he's made of. So that was very inspiring from him after yeah. the whole past that he's had with the media and stuff like that. Yeah, and just taking yeah. it home and for the his court country. case and, and the, the court case, all those charge. things. Yeah, yeah. Los- losing his sponsorship with New Balance and all those things ish, ish. for him to come back and but that's yeah. what that's what he's made of. Everyone knows that he's yeah, the guy yeah. that can pull things out. So yeah. I'll give it to England and Ben Stokes. And Ben Stokes, <laughs> so you 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 particularly passing the ball straight yeah, to Ben, ben Stokes. Stokes. Yeah, yeah, he fabulous. No, no, he was he was absolutely brilliant. I can't I can't begrudge you that. And like you said, he's he's made of hard stuff, eh? Stokes. Thanks very much, buddy. Um, hopefully we'll chat again soon um, throughout the season. And all the best. Hopefully you stay healthy and fit. That's the most important thing. Um, and and I'm sure we'll see you more and more in that in that Highfield Lions setup. Thanks, thanks, bro. Cheers, bud. Cheers. That's it for me, Spoom Chigeliso, and you've been listening to the Sports Live podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Do also catch us on timeslive.co.za, as well as Sowetan Live, Business Live. We are also on Iono FM the apple podcast store or wherever you get your podcasts it could be spotify stitcher Castbox, pocket cost wherever 
To connect with us, please use the hashtag SportsLive. Share your comments with us at TimesLive or at SowetonLive on Twitter. A big thank you goes out to the multimedia live team led by Scott Peter Smith and producer Paige Muller, as well as the Tiso Black Star Digital Sports Department headed by Mninawa Mchana Ntoko. Our sound and audio mixer is Innocent Manike. From us at the Sports Live podcast, it's goodbye for now. <laughs>